0: Hi, my name is Erin Espinola,
1: And I'm Linda Ojai.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast.
1: Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. So Aaron, it seems like I haven't seen you since last year.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been some time since we've seen each other and spoke.
1: <laughs> and how is your job going at the bank?
0: Um, actually, it's going really well. Uh, there's some stuff I can't actually say yet, but I have some news coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, which I will definitely share with everyone and pretty excited for. How's your Christmas and New Year's?
1: We'll we'll, we'll probably share your news on the next podcast. My Christmas and New Year's has been wonderful. I'm really excited to be back, especially because we have um, a lovely um, guest tonight who I have met before on um, a Roger's TV show a couple of years ago. So I'm going to read so I don't mess up my introduction. Um, So Jennifer is a Director of Competition, skilled Trades and Women in Trades Advocate, top 100 Canada's most powerful women award recipient wow Jen you sound amazing so Jennifer has been labeled as a fearless trailblazer and glass ceiling breaker for women in non-traditional careers and continues to advocate and be a leader in the school trades community welcome Jen Um, we're happy to have you on board
2: thank you so much for having me today
1: So uh, I've met you before, Jen, and uh, I would like to introduce you to Aaron, our co-host, so he can ask you uh, a few questions. I know you've been dying to do this, haven't you, Aaron?
0: Yeah. Hello, Jennifer. How are you doing?
2: Very good. Thank you. And yourself? It's a pleasure to meet you.
0: Likewise. Um, I was just wondering, uh, I guess for my first question would be kind of more or less the competition part, just maybe for our guests, if you could explain what you do, um, I guess it's for the women in skilled trades i was wondering how that works with like the competition and all that or if that's just like the company name or
2: yeah so i work for a not-for-profit organization called skills ontario we're a leader in the province in uh advocating and promoting skilled trades and technologies to youth uh, to consider as Careers. And uh, my role currently is director of competitions, and I lead and organize with my team Canada's largest skilled trade and technology competition. Think of us like the skilled trades for Olympics. So, just like the Olympics, except for your talent and your skills of your career occupation, students in elementary, secondary, and post secondary compete against one another at the provincial level to see who's the best and then there's even an opportunity to move on to a national level where you'll then compete against the gold medal winner from other provinces and territories and the fun part just like the olympics is that there's also a world skills international there are over 80 countries involved as members and every other year there's a world skills so if you win at the national level you go on and you compete as part of team canada after competing with team ontario to compete against students or apprentices from all over the globe to see who is the best. So we operate over 70 different skilled trades and technology contests here in Ontario between elementary, secondary, and post-secondary, as well in a normal in-person year. We're at the Toronto Congress Centre and we bring in almost 40,000 spectators. We have over 110 different sponsors with a showcase booth at the competition for hands-on experience for the visitors. We have over 2,400 competitors. It's really a great opportunity, not just to compete as a student in the contest, But to come as a visitor, we have over 500,000 square feet of space for visitors to be able to access these showcase booths, watch the competition, meet colleges and companies and unions and see what's really out there. Because Ontario has 144 different registered skilled trades across four sectors. And that's the component piece of the competition. For your other part of your question, for women in skilled trades, I'm actually also a licensed industrial mechanic millwright. I have been advocating across uh, Ontario and Canada and beyond uh, for almost 20 years now, advocating for change and women in skilled trades and what needs to be done and what needs to be seen. We have a huge labor gap and skill shortage gap and women in trades gap and you name it, the list goes on and on. Uh, So lots of work needs to be done and there's still more to be done and lots has been done. Uh, So that's the other piece is that I promote and advocate for women in trades uh, and try to make change.
1: Wow. (laughs) It's hard to follow that, Jen. Um, I remember many years ago when I started my first business as a professional speaker, I did a lot of volunteer work and I went to Conestoga College and I was one of the judges then for the students who would come along and demonstrate their school trade in front of, I think there was about five judges um and so you've really really uh brought me into the present into the picture how much it's grown so aaron did you ever want to be in the skill trades
0: i would say yes and no when i was in high school i really liked skill trade i wanted to learn just the basics of everything so for me it was more or less um manufacturing so we had like a manufacturing class and we would do stuff with lace and all that and um I found that really cool and the CNC machines and all that and programming it. But I, I always had like a um, a thing for business. I just love to just build a business and like try to do that. Um, and I, But I do regret not going, because I think we had a competition that was for skilled trade. And it sounded a lot like what you described, where you go and you compete against other schools, which is one of the things I regret not doing But when I was in high school, I I was focused on the wrong thing. So if you are in high school now or any of our listeners are in high school, definitely check that out. Uh, It's one of the opportunities that I wish I did when I was in high school. And it's nice that it's still going.
2: It's really exciting because even if you think you're going into skilled trades or tech, we also have contests that are called employability skills. And there's a job skill demonstration where you can demonstrate anything. There's job interview, there's public speaking. And what's really great about it is that Even if maybe you are definitely going into the trades or you're thinking about it and you compete, it's such an opportunity where students can put it on their resume. The benefits to competing are astronomical. You get media opportunities. You can go on your LinkedIn profile. It can go on your resume. You can help promote it to others for them to learn and grow from it. There's potential job offers and scholarships and bursaries, and the list goes on and on and the possibilities and what it can create just by being a part of it.
1: And you were so passionate about it, Jen. May I go back in time with you a minute and ask you a question? I know I've asked you before, but obviously, Erin doesn't know, and and neither do our our listeners of the the podcast. Um, What got you into the school trades? I mean, we're the little girl in the dungarees helping mommy and daddy
2: and that kind of thing. So, I actually was supposed to, and I say supposed to because it was my passion and my love and it was my goal. Uh, I was actually going into forensic criminology was my original plan. I was fast tracking all my math and my sciences. And the goal was to apply to university early and have as many uh, classes done as I possibly could. And I'd been taking tech since grade seven. uh, And my father's a tool and die maker, and I always was good at it and I had fun. I hadn't really considered it as a career option where that stigma was still there and the push in school for university was on. And I ended up hearing about cooperative education and it was in careers class and was like, oh, what is that? Uh, and heard that you got the opportunity to work one on one with somebody and go out into the field and see if that's something that you would enjoy. And I was already taking manufacturing class, but used it as a bird course for university. I was good at it, brought my grades up, but again, hadn't really considered it as a a career. And I ended up going through the Conestoga College course guide and read through all the descriptions and fell in love with industrial millwright and thought, what the heck, I'll try it ended up loving it and switched my entire career plans around in uh grade 10 and 11, and ended up applying to the OEAP program, which is the Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program, where you become a registered apprentice while still in high school, earning credits, but also hours towards your apprenticeship. And was signed on as uh, in the summer between grade 11 and grade 12, earned hours all through my grade 12 year, and became a first year apprentice as soon as I graduated with Linamar. Aaron, what can I say? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's what like what what did you see? Um, like, I guess because I, I want to like emphasize a part for women um in the skilled trade. I think that's something that the industry really needs. What what is like one of the hardest barriers that you found? Like trying to get people or women to kind of sign up for that, or is there any like particular reason that they don't want to do it, or is it just that they don't know that they could like that they have this option or something like that?
2: there's several i mean to start with just in general doesn't matter what gender or how you identify is just getting the information out there i noted earlier that there's 144 skilled trades in ontario did you know that 144 careers are registered in that there are multiple different types of crane operators there's 20 registered skills just in the motive sector there's the service sector Did you know that horse harness shoemaker is a skilled trade? When I tell people I'm industrial millwright, if they know what that is, they're either surprised or they have no idea what it is. And I describe to them that I'm a doctor of machines. Instead of fixing people, though, I fix machines, but in the exact same manner, except my machines don't talk like a person can. So being able to just explain what those 144 are and getting them out there. I just posted today on social media about uh, drywaller and plaster and that my son likes the quiet trades. He's not a fan of power tools. He's nine, but our seven-year-old loves power tools and she's all about the power. And learning what's out there is a huge key piece of the puzzle that's missing and having the advocates out there in industry and school and promoting them. And that's for anyone. As far as women specifically, there's a wonderful article that came out, I think it was December, uh, from CBC talking about women's workwear. Uh, and there was uh, four ladies that were highlighted. And it's been 20 years later since I started. And there still isn't enough women's workwear. There are wonderful companies out there like Cover Gals and Dovetail, but there's not enough of it out there. And it really put a highlight that CBC picked this up and highlighted that there is isn't appropriate workwear for women or PPE or enough of it um, to be able to get into it. So it's very hard to, to feel like you belong if you literally can't fit into your clothes. And that was the same case for me, that there was no women's workwear, there wasn't even women's sizes when I started. And I wore a men's very, very, very large coverall and tied it together with string at the back to just try to gather it up while i worked so that it wasn't baggy and i was 16 when that happened so finding those types of stigmas and then of course beating the stereotypes do companies have proper harassment policies in place do they have programs there for diversity and equity and are they not only promoting the programs to help hire and recruit but are they also doing the programs internally to the staff that they already have so that once the woman is in the workforce in their company are they welcomed and are they feeling safe? And is the environment around them the same culture as what the recruitment process was? Those are just a handful of some of the key points. Um, so there are multiple different factors with still work to done, but there have been great strides and lots of companies with wonderful programs uh, out there to help not only promote but uh, bring and encourage more women into the skilled trades.
1: Oh well, Jen, and that's why we wanted to invite you on the show because uh, we will raise more awareness for you. We will, you know, share this and and you know put some links on there so they can contact you or connect to Doka College. Would you say to uh, people listening to the podcast that yes, there's lots of openings for school trades, but now you've mentioned the, the the women's workwear, do you think there's an opportunity for somebody to start a business in that area if there's not enough out there?
2: And that's exactly one of the things that was mentioned in this article was another lady who had started a, a workwear a company for women. And one of the things that was also mentioned is that there was a lot of companies that did come up with things, but everything was pink. We don't necessarily want pink. Now, I love pink, Jen. You don't have to. Don't get me wrong. I'm wearing pink right now, I won't lie. But I have to admit, you probably wouldn't have caught me dead wearing pink on the shop floor. Just give me something that's blue or black or navy. Just give me something that's the exact same as everybody else. I don't need to stick out even more than what I already did. And that's what a lot of women are saying. And uh, one of the things that I really wanted to focus on in the past year for our um, young women's initiatives at Skills Ontario is thinking outside the box. What can we do differently that somebody else hasn't already done? And one of the ideas that came from that was a women in trades hub. And as we find information, we collect it and we put it all into one place. You want to know about all the pre apprenticeships in Ontario that are just for women or just for underrepresented groups? We have them listed there. You want to find all the scholarships and bursaries and government, provincial, and federal grants that are out there? We have them on there. As well, there is a button for women's workwear and PPE. Every time we find a new company, uh, when I say new, I mean maybe new to us, uh, or it is literally brand new. Every time we find a company that offers women's workwear, it goes on that list. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop to be able to find as many places as possible that offer women's boots or workwear. And I mean, I ran into this problem constantly. Uh, I'm like a size extra small glove. Don't get me wrong. I have, I have large feet, uh, so I fit into men's work boots, but many women don't. So being able to find a small enough work boot or a narrow enough work boot is really critical, especially if you're in them for eight, nine, ten, eleven plus hours a day. Um, and same thing with proper fitting gloves. It's really hard to hold on to nuts and bolts, for example, if your gloves are too big.
0: yeah, no i I um I definitely see like a lot in the in, um there's a lot of things in the industry that you don't really think of, but they kind of bring a disadvantage to different types of genders, I guess, like, people that are smaller sometimes in like, I worked in a factory before and we, I was working on the paint line and the hooks were big, like they're high up. So only people over six feet can probably get those. And then just the type of equipment that we were using and handling, it's just really tough on the body to just do. But I will say that uh, the, the per, like there was this one lady that was training me and by far, like hands down, she was a way faster worker than me. And I was two times bigger than her. I, just, I I, always like just had that in my mind. I'm like, wow, that's something I didn't really think. that Because I, I always thought myself as being really quick at doing my work. But when I met her, she just ran laps around me. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. So, Jen, um, what would you like to leave with with um, our, our listeners? Um, what kind of tips or advice would you give them? Um, and also, I'd be very interested in uh, how can that you know, people can reach the hub. Is that what it's called, the hub, to find out all that information?
2: It's on the Skills Ontario website in the Young Women's section, and it's called the Resource Hub. So you can just log right onto our website and click on the different buttons in that section and and access the information that we've collected. And each of them is linked to the specific, whether it be college or company. So it's more of just a, a collection database, and you click on the one that you want, and it'll take you to where it is. That is awesome. So
1: words of wisdom before you leave us, you know, to to offer to um, people out there, um, probably people who are in college already or about to leave
2: or thinking about going to college, what words of wisdom could you leave with us, Jen? Never be afraid to try be fearless, and step outside your comfort zone into the growth zone and experience it. If you're not 100% sure, and even if you are, especially when it comes to your career, if you're offered an opportunity that just gives you the opportunity to just try, just to experience it, why not? Who knows what you could learn? Who knows where it could lead you? Especially when it comes to women in upper underrepresented groups. It's hard to step outside of that box and those four comfort walls. Try it because you never know, you might like it. Ask questions, find people who are in a field that you're interested in and learn from them. Get to know a little bit more about it because how do you make an informed decision, especially about your career, if you don't actually know all the facts, if you don't actually know what's out there? Take the opportunity, take your time and learn more about it to make the best informed decision for yourself. But ultimately, try it. Why not?
1: That's wonderful. Have you got any more questions, Aaron, before we let this lovely guest leave us?
0: (laughs) Yeah, just quickly before you leave, um, I was wondering for people that are watching that are still in high school and they're interested or high school, post-secondary or um, like uh, elementary school, um, are the competitions still on or are they postponed for COVID?
2: As of right now, we are still on. And even if we can't in person, in 2020, we held the very first ever virtual contests. They were definitely scaled down and nowhere near like normal. But in 2021, we also ran into the exact same issue. uh, And we held over half of our normal competitions with students post-secondary, either allowed in their classroom, uh, and we actually did this during lockdown. So we actually had students from all across the province competing from their kitchens, their backyards, from their computers in their house while on lockdown. So if we are unfortunate to have to cancel the in-person, it will not be canceled in general, it will go on. We will continue in a virtual manner, and we will yet again do skilled trades over video calls.
1: Oh, that is good to know. Great question, Aaron. So, Jennifer, I'd love to say thank you from me um, and also goodbye from me. And, Aaron?
0: It's going to be goodbye from me as well. And just before that, uh, if you do follow our podcast, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, Make sure if you do know anyone that is interested in the skilled trades to check out um, Skills Canada to see the different options that they have. And um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on to our podcast.
2: Thank you so much again for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.